Hello, my name is Aziz and I'm the son of a divorced mother. She is really my superhero. That's why it's important for me to support women to share their experiences, their personalities, perspectives, and emotions about this world. In these difficult times in human history, we need to bring the people of the world together. And when we hear the voices of women, when we listen to real lives of women from other countries, we connect our cultures without differences or stereotypes, and we get inspired by their stories to live a better life. That's what this podcast is all about. My guest today is Romina Semprini. Romina is a painter and art student at Regina Maria Art School, and she is from Alba Iulia, Romania. She loves painting, meditation, and learning other languages. Romina had an art exposition at the National Museum of Union Alba Iulia at 14 years old. She has permanent expositions in five restaurants in Alba Iulia, and she has given two times to Prince Nikolai of Romania, a member of the royal family, paintings as gifts at the age of 13 and 17. Romina, how are you today? I'm fine, very fine. I'm glad to be here with you. <laughs> I'm honored. I feel very lucky. I was waiting and uh, for this episode and looking forward to it. And I'm very curious about you as a person. So I'll begin with this nice first question, which is, Romina, if your friends and the people who know you best could describe your personality, what would they say about you? Well, I hope they will say I'll be a kind person uh, who's always there to listen to their problems and help them with everything I can. A loyal person, a very implicated one in activities. Mm, I think they will say something like that. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Thank you. I love that. And I have many, many, many questions. One of them, you mentioned that it's important for you, it seems, to be a good listener who is there to listen to people. Explain to me the dynamic, because some people will say two things. One, if you're listening well, you're taking on the negative energy of other people, you're being a martyr, sacrificing yourself for them. And some others who maybe are not so emotionally attuned might say, if you listen, it's not action, it doesn't change anything, so why waste time listening? So what would you say to such people? Well, you know, I would say that it depends on every person how you like to be with other people, because this this thing of listening to others' problems is not for everyone, you know? Because when you have too many problems in your life, you you just can't control your feelings about the others, and... It's it, it can be sometimes uh, hard to take all this bad energy because, yeah, it's a bad energy that is coming upon you when you listen to the others. But, uh, you know, <laughs> I want to be a psychologist so, a psychologist, so I need to do that. I love that so, so much. And even before we dive into your interest in psychology, how does art relate to your interest in human beings, in kindness, in being loyal? Are you feeling that you're sharing good emotions or uh, helping people escape their pain with your art? Or is it a totally different perspective? 
Well, it depends. Uh, some of my artworks, you know, are just uh, are just for seeing, are just for your vision. It's just something beautiful that you're looking at. That doesn't really mean it has to help you with something. But yes, I also have some paintings that, you know, maybe can share with you some emotions and you can drive through them. But I don't really based on that. Thank you. And you spoke about psychology and your interest in that. Where does that come from? Like, I'm imagining the origin of the idea. You did not just wake up one day and you're like, psychology, let's go. Like, did you watch a character in a movie? Did you know someone who benefited from psychology? Is it for you that you're so fascinated by humans, you want to spend all your time listening as much as possible? Or how did that happen? Well, I don't really know, because <laughs> since I was a child, uh, everyone told me that I'm really mature uh, I'm not like the other kids of my age. Uh, and I always did it like it, it came something natural for me to listen to the others and try to help them. Maybe sometimes I can, maybe sometimes I, I cannot. But it didn't really came from something else, you know. Perfect. You said that people mentioned you have like a more mature attitude compared to other people your age. Why do you feel, since you're into psychology, that this happens? Are you an old soul and you feel, oh, in a previous time I was a queen or whatever, a thousand years ago, and I'm reincarnated, but I'm originally eight years old and now I'm much younger with the soul of an old uh, wise woman? Or is it that you feel, for whatever reason, like uh, me personally, for example, I grew up around my grandfather and his friends, so I did not play with children. <laughs> I was all around people over 70, etc. So it gave me more maturity. Or was it that the books you read, or you're just that way? It's your energy, the energy of wisdom and introspection. Uh, you know what? You got the point. I really believe your reincarnation. <laughs> really, so... Um... Our stories are not that different, you know. Uh, I always grew up uh, with many adults in in conjuring me. So, uh, yeah, I think from that is on because um, sometimes, yeah, I feel like an old soul, like you said. I don't know why, but I I never felt my age, and I never could. Uh, how can I say it? I never adapt with all the children in front of me. And that was a very big problem in school because uh, I never knew why, but my schoolmates simple used to deny me. And that was a really tough thing for me because at that time I didn't understand why. But now I understand that they just couldn't play with me or stay with me or talk to me because we didn't have the same things that we have done. And that's all. Now I'm... Now I'm okay with that idea, but at that time, it really affected me. I understand, and I don't know, maybe that relates a little bit to your desire to help people with psychology. At the same time, since you did not resonate with children, what is and was fascinating to you about adults? Is it that you love their experience and you wanted to learn because you're curious and you want to know the world, etc.? Is it because you love their maturity and the kind of elegant calmness some adults might have while children might be too chaotic or what is it to you that makes adults someone or a kind of people you resonate with i always saw in adults this type of 
uh, independent persons and people. So I always like this idea because when I was when I was uh, young, uh, I never really trusted all all the things these adults uh, were telling me about uh, go do that. No, that's wrong. No, I never. I never kind of like to listen to that it made me feel angry sometimes because I wanted to see what's happening if I do this or what if I do that. And I, yeah, I, I liked it most to stay with adults than children uh, as long as they denied me. But I always try to, to not lose my, my confidence through this because uh, as I said, sometimes it, it was very hard for me, but yeah, also in these days, I like more staying with adults than uh, teenagers. Thank you. That's actually a bit surprising because in the beginning you said you're very kind, you're very supportive. Such people usually have a problem with boundaries where they don't feel comfortable saying no. They uh, really like if other people tell them they don't really get angry, but they're like, oh, I hope I don't disappoint this person, blah, blah, blah. So two things. One, how do you combine and keep your kind side while being uh, independent? And secondarily, what is the good feeling about being independent in that way for you? So two things, how do you stay kind while being independent? And why do you enjoy the feeling of independence? Well, I think it's in our instinctive and nature thing to be independent. And second, uh, I, I manage pretty well to be kind as being independent because uh, I'm a person that don't get mad so easily or get angry very easily, just in really tough points, you know, so it's not that it was it wasn't never that hard for me to do that. I love that. And actually, so that uh, it's for the listeners, they might enjoy this fun fact. Uh, when you are not being independent, when someone has is controlling you and you don't like it, that feeling is because it crushes the serotonin in your brain, which raises cortisol, and therefore it pushes you to claim your independence through that bad feeling. And therefore, it's not kind or nice to try to control and rule over people and that's why when during times when there were tyrants they needed fear and weapons and threat of killing just to make people submit because otherwise they would not normally uh, do that so that's a fun fact and it's very interesting and it's part of the kindness and the important thing and i will ask you i respect your independence and strength at the same time i understand in some cultures or in some places that are not too modern, some people might say, you're too masculine, you're being like a man, stop doing it, blah, blah, blah. So how do you react to that? Do you accept it and not care? Do you define your own meaning of femininity? Or how do you uh, do that? Because of course, there are people like crabs in a bucket that when you're trying to leave and go to a higher level, they try to pull you down and back. Uh, <laughs> that's a good point, really. You know, uh I think I have uh, this masculine uh, treasure for mine because uh, always girls denied me, most girls, I mean, from my past. And uh, of course, I hang out with many boys. I would go out, drink a beer, stuff like that, <laughs> you know. Uh, and I was always judged for this. 
by the women or by the girls who saw me because I'll look at that. She's hanging out with 12 boys. She's maybe, a, I don't know what to say. Yeah, so it's pretty rude. <laughs> but uh, I don't really care uh, of what other people say because, you know, you have one life here on earth, so why won't you live it? Why would you always care about what others are saying about you? Because that's really not defying you. It's like, it's like uh, getting a bad grade at something you're not good at. Why do you care? You're not good at. So don't try to be good at, at something that you are not. Try to focus on what you are good at. And that's all. You, you don't need to be perfect because we are humans. We're nothing more. We are always trying to make this greatest society and to be always polite and to always be kind and to always do all these things just just for the others just for their impression their first impressions and so on that's not a good thing in my opinion i don't know how what others will say and these things about the men and the women of course there are differences but it's normal. It's something normal. And we shouldn't be so uh, upset about all these things by politically correct and all this stuff. Because in fact, we are all men and women and we live together and we live each other. We live. How can I say it? Um, we live together. We should live together in peace because we are made to live together. We are live. We are made to uh, to live in pairs, you know? Yes, we complete and complement each other. And thank you so much. I love all your insights. And to extend it further, because you touch on a very important point. Also, nowadays, there are many women who worry even about the slightest thing of being in your situation, of being somehow judged, etc., what would you advise them as a future psychologist or a good friend and advisor so that they will trust themselves more, follow their own potential and their dreams rather than worry, oh, what if people judge me? What if I fail and my parents uh, like are ashamed? Or what if those girls laugh at me, etc.? Because that puts so many women are stuck within their comfort zone. So how to be free from the worry about the judgment of others, whether you succeed and then they're jealous or you make some mistakes and they laugh at you and judge you? Well, at first to do whatever they think it's right, not to be afraid to mistake, always to try to forgive anything because when you're forgiving, you're forgiving for yourself, not for the others. And this is something true. Maybe it might sound cruel to others, but it's not. That's the truth. To be confident and to to feel good in their own bodies. Because as maybe you can see all these new girls' generations try always to be fit, to be beautiful, uh, makeup, nails done, uh, go to gym. That's not the beauty. That's, that's just the beauty standards that the society has put us on. Because if you try to look in the old uh, era, women, uh, the beautiful women were those who were fat because that was a sign of fertility. Now it's not. Now it's to be slim. So these things are moving from time to time and there will always be a man or a woman, depends on a case, who will always love you for what you are. So 
always to try not to be that worried of what will others say and maybe you're not beautiful you are beautiful in your in your own way and this is what men like to into a woman their confidence and their attitude like uh, for me as as an example i'm not the slimmest i'm not the most beautiful and i know that and i don't deny that and i'm i'm never going to get upset on this if someone tells me because i know it's true and i love how i am created in my own way because when you do these things like botox in your lips and all that stuff you are just destroying a body that god made it perfect so why would you do that i agree a million percent and you recommended to women to do what they want that implies that they would know what they want, but many maybe because of the programming of the news or, or Instagram or society or parents, they're like, some people told me what I should want, I don't know. What do you recommend as the journey of self-discovery so that a woman will really understand herself so then she will know what to do that is her own choice rather than copying because if someone doesn't know, they'll be like, that looks good, I will copy that girl, and then you're lost because you're copying everyone, but never in touch with yourself. So how to go through a journey of breaking free from the programming that society or others put so that you find who you truly are? Well, I think all women should wake up, look in the mirror and say that I really look good this day. I'm really beautiful today. I don't have imperfections. And a thing that I do mostly was you uh, you know this um this type of clothing uh that it's now in vogue you know uh like i don't know shorts and stuff like this uh i always wear clothes that are not in vogue but there was <laughs> so i'm a little different <laughs> and i never cared about these things uh, really much because I know I will attract the ones who are attracted by me. So I don't need to try that, that, that hard to impress others. I know it's, it's really easy to say, just be confident that it's really hard to do, but it's a normal thing and in a, a normal step in our life. And I found it through nature, for example. I found it through the ones who love me and want my uh, want me to be good. I always have, I always had, sorry, uh, true friends. Uh, what I mean with true friends, uh, a true friend is the one who who will never hesitate to to tell you if you do something wrong. That is wrong. No, and you get upset or angry on it because why would you tell me that? I thought you're my friend. No, you're not your friend. Your friends are not just the ones who mm, tell you to come out and go to a club or I don't know, stuff like this. The friends are the ones who can call them in three in the night and come and help you. Those friends are the ones who are always there for you and they will always try to open your eyes if you do something wrong in their opinion. So try really hard to search for this type of uh, people in front, uh, that are with you. That is beautifully said and very true and very poetic. 
and you are from Romania, which of course you love your country and it's a beautiful place. At the same time as an artist, is there a place in the world that will match your personality even more perfectly? Would you like to be in Rome, surrounded by all the museums, in Paris, near the Louvre and all the paintings? some natural place where you can be inspired even more or it's Alba Iulia you're like I love that place that's where I want to spend many 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 years well talking about Alba Iulia it's a it's a really small city it's a very small city but it's I like it because it's very peaceful though you don't really have many clubs or places to go and have really fun but it I like it because it's a peaceful place uh where my heart belongs for this moment is Egypt. I, I don't know why I am I'm actually a little obsessed with this country. I don't know, with its culture mostly. Um, but my heart, I think, belongs to Italy, the place where I was born, and I have a half of my family there. And it's so such a beautiful thing there because I live in a really remote place. Uh, it's like between a castle, a small castle, and a really small town do, uh, back in the valley. So I live uh, to the countryside, to say like that. And it's really, really beautiful. The most beautiful thing I I wanted to, I don't know, see it every day. Because I, I mostly like this kind of peaceful, peaceful lands and... Uh, I don't know, it's really helping me calming my mind because in all the uh, the dark period of my age that I had it, of teenage, <laughs> uh, I always prayed in, in nature and that really helped me. I don't know how it made me show my uh, confidence. I don't know why, but it did. <laughs> And I love all this stuff of this Egypt culture. I think I would like to live there or work there, but my heart still belongs to Italy. Though Romania is a very, very beautiful country. So I don't know what I would choose. I would choose to stay in many, many places, you know. But I don't know what would I get to choose for now. I think I would choose just Alba Iulia for this moment. Thank you. And that's really interesting that you're fascinated with the Egyptian culture. Although you said you want to live there, but it's very hectic. It's like always busy. And then about the culture specifically, what fascinates you about it? Do you feel it's mysterious in some way? Is it the pyramids and imagining you are a queen there or a, like we you spoke about reincarnation that you feel you are an ancient uh, Egyptian pharaoh or a uh, queen who is reincarnated today or what about it is there something specific that fascinates you more than anything is there something different to Romania that makes you in love with that difference or how does it work okay so uh, to make myself clear uh, I, w I was interested mm, not really not, not let's say not always because <laughs> I discovered this uh, only a few years ago I always was interested with energies and chakras and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and in Romania, uh, there are seven uh, energetic paths, you know. Uh, and I really feel energy wherever I go here. 
Uh, and <laughs> let's talk about this this thing with the reincarnation. Yeah, I really believe in it. Uh, I never imagined being a queen or something, but I, I, I really think, I really think that in the past I was something that had, uh, that had legacy with this thing in Egypt. Like, I don't know. I, I sometimes imagine myself being, uh, to Thebes. I think, you know, Thebes. Uh, I don't know why, uh, and I was always interested with their, with this ancient Egyptian uh, religion and culture. I think it's very interesting. They were really smart people. They were really smart people, and they discovered so many things uh, that you can't stop learning from them. You know things, um, and yeah, I think I, I am something reincarnated. Maybe I don't know yet, but I would like to discover. I also like uh, hypnotize and uh, I don't know, let's say all these things uh, with energies. And I like to uh, work with energy. Like if you have a, a, a small, I don't know, stomachache or headache, I can take it away. And I really tested this on some, <laughs> some people and it did work because I, I really imagine uh this energy that i take it the bad energy and give them the good energy and this is really happening this exchange so i really think it's working i always uh uh trusted in spirits ghosts all these things um and i think that i know that many 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 people uh denied their existence and i think this is now okay because if you trust in God, for example, or in the devil or heaven or these things, how can you don't trust in spirits? Because he's the, uh, he's the Holy Spirit. He's still a spirit. So why won't you trust in all these spirits? And I think uh, for this question, the answer is fear. Uh, people are afraid of discovering some things uh, they, they don't see, they don't hear, they just can only feel. And that's, a, that's not a really common experience. Uh, and I, I remember also that I got a little scared when, when I discovered these things. Uh, I felt them not really discovered. But I always feel like there is something that it's always helping me. I don't know how to call it an angel or the God or the power of the universe. Because in, in, that, in every culture it is called... It's not called in the same way, but I, I really feel that there is something who's helping me and I sometimes rely myself on that and it's really working. I, I actually always uh, had what I wanted <laughs> in the end. Thank you. I love that very, very much. And it makes me curious, what's your perspective about destiny? There is a girl I interviewed and she said... It's like, imagine the branches of a tree. You will, at some point, like have to choose whether to go right or left, but then it will be for a while your destiny, and then you again will choose right or left. And so you're both creating and um, unfolding or discovering your destiny. But you, as someone who you said, you have like an angel protector who believes and feels energy, etc. 
do you feel you're creating this whole life with yourself you're like manifesting it into existence which some, some buddhists will believe or are you living the adventure that that is already pre-written and so you're just experiencing it but everything is meant to be or how do you see it well uh, i see this destiny is as something we cannot control uh, i do i really do believe that uh, because i saw many times that when i wanted to do something and it it i shouldn't do it or I was just stopping thinking maybe I should do that or not. I always get a sign. I don't know, something would drop uh, or I want to, I don't know, pick up something and it's dropping from my hands two or three times. Then I start thinking, maybe I shouldn't do that, you know? I don't believe in coincidences very much. And our destiny is something that, yeah, we cannot control, but uh, it's full of choices. It's full of choices that we made, not always independent, but we are still used to to get to choose what side we can or not. Because, for example, me, if I want to go to psychology, maybe I would I would not like it. Who knows? Maybe I would not like it because it's psychology. It's it's just a science. It's a it's a it's a type of thinking. You know, uh, maybe I won't be good at it. Maybe I won't get a good grade to enter to this university. Who knows? Because we have a really, really uh, hard exam. Um, I will have it uh, the next year. So who knows? Maybe then I will go to art and do something with the art or go do something uh, with the languages I learn. Who knows? Uh, I always like to uh, live this life guiding me through all these steps uh, I think this is the most beautiful thing for me because um, I know maybe some some people will say it's but it's a chaotic life how how do you like it I want to control everything that it's uh, conjuring me and I don't want anything left on its own now you can control that that's this is just your reality that you're living in you need to understand that you cannot control everything in your life like when uh, someone you love is dying, you cannot control it. That's all. You just need to accept and go on. Uh, I think this is pretty life like life. So you cannot do all these things alone. And maybe sometimes you can use some help for the others. But someone, you know, maybe some people want to be this, this bad independent that they are they're just uh, refusing you your help or the help from the universe and i i really met many people that are now regretting some of their decisions and now they have nothing left to do but to live with those and i think this is really sad i agree 100 billion percent i really enjoyed talking to you romina it was my honor and my privilege to hear your voice to share your experience and i i want more but we're running out of time so i wish you blessing success and um, good energy and good vibes and thank you again thank you very much <laughs>